Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles. We win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people. And you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Software engineering jobs are expected to increase 25% this decade, and UMBC is ready to help you go further in the field with a graduate credential in software engineering. Designed for working professionals, you'll enjoy expert faculty with real-world perspectives and the convenience of a hybrid program through UMBC's Baltimore County campus. Go further in your career, your education, and your life with UMBC's software engineering programs. Get started at further.umbc.edu. The holidays are a time to feel and create joy. And what could be more joyous than the look on her face as she unwraps a stunning new jewelry piece from Blue Nile? How about getting 50% off your purchase? Blue Nile offers premium quality, priced below traditional retail. Their online experts are available 24-7 to answer any questions and make sure you've picked the perfect gift. For a limited time, you can get 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's 50% off at BlueNile.com. When it comes to teaching kids and teens about money, practice makes perfect. That's where Greenlight comes in. With a debit card and money app of their own, kids learn to earn, save, spend wisely, and invest. Parents send instant money transfers, create custom chores, and automate allowance, while kids track their spending, set savings goals, and practice money skills they can use today and for life. Get one month free when you sign up at greenlight.com podcast. This weekend's UFC 262 is most definitely a can't-miss event, but it'll mean that much more with a DraftKings lineup on the line. DraftKings, the official daily fantasy partner of UFC, is giving you a shot at huge cash prizes. For this weekend's fight, DraftKings is offering all customers a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes. If you haven't tried it yet, Fantasy MMA is easy to play. Just pick six fighters, Stay under the salary cap and pile up points for advances, takedowns, and more. Of course, you can still do basketball and hockey as well and win even more money. You can deposit and withdraw your money at any time, and it's super convenient. Download the DraftKings app now and use promo code TBPN for your shot at millions of dollars in total prizes throughout the week. That's promo code TBPN. 
to get a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes, only at DraftKings. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Welcome back yet again to the Mavs Outsiders Podcast. I am your host, Mike Bibbins. That's at Bibbs Corner on Twitter. Joined by none other than Maurice Williams. At Mind of Reese on Twitter. Reese, how you feeling after this week? I am feeling fantastic after this week. Who thought we would go and fi- at the beginning of the week, who thought we would finish this week undefeated? <laughs> you know, this team has been hard to, to predict, hard to feel good about going into anything. But it feels like they're kind of rounding into form at the right time. Now, I do have to acknowledge no KP, no Maxi all week. And we'll get into that a little bit later. But right now, the team is looking great. Like, especially these past two games, the Cavs games, you know, usually we play down to the competition. They did not do that in these games. Um, I don't know, man. I'm starting to halfway believe. What what about you? Um, I, I hate to say it. I hate to say it. I'm starting to believe the hype, man. I'm starting to think maybe, just maybe, we can take Denver in the first round if we match up with them. Oh no! <laughs> oh, I hate to, I hate to get myself optimistic like this because then when we come <laughs> down, you know, we gonna come down hard. But it's, it's tough not to believe after a week like this. Yeah, and you know, I'm actually glad that we will have some tests this week. Um, potentially, depending on what people do. But we, we should have some tests this week to kind of make sure <laughs> that this is real before we go into this this playoff situation. It does look like we're going to avoid the play-in, which is the most important thing here. Uh, and then it's just a matter, like you said, do we match up with Denver? And the way Jokic has been looking in these tight games got me, like you said, feeling a little optimistic. Uh, not too optimistic. And we're not, we not bringing out no split personalities for it. But uh, <laughs> got me feeling a little optimistic. <laughs> you want to no, get into no. these games? <laughs> uh, yeah, let's let's get into these games before you talk up Optimus Bibbs. <laughs> so first game of the week was Tuesday. We played the Miami Heat. Uh, got the big W, one twenty-seven to one thirteen. Flamethrower Timmy came out, dropped thirty-six on their heads. 13 for 24 from the field, 10 for 18 from three, which tied the franchise record for made threes in a game. Uh, Luca with a ho-hum 23, 12, and eight. But Josh Green was the story of this game. He came in, played the entire second quarter, then started the third quarter. He ended the game playing more minutes than Josh Richardson. Stat line, not that sexy. Four points, four boards, three assists, three steals. No, nah, hold up, brother. That's a, sexy, that's a sexy stat line to me. Sexy, right. I like that. That's, that's my kind of stat line. I like that. For my role players, I like that. Right, right. And I have, I have a big comp to throw on him right now for what he could potentially mean for us in the playoffs, but I'm saving that for later. Um, but, yeah, I mean, he, out, he played more minutes than Josh Richardson, and then when Josh Richardson came back in the game after sitting the entire second and the start of the third quarter, all of a sudden he was splashy with it. Finished the game with 17 points after a ter- terrible start to the game. So uh, uh, I was think, probably a revenge game thing, you know. Yeah, the youngin kind of woke him up like, hey. And it's his old team. That too, yeah. So speaking of his old team, 
could it potentially be Timmy's new team? Could it have been an audition? I don't know, know if you didn't just do that. <laughs> <laughs> I had to do it to him. Uh, <laughs> that just reminded me of that picture I posted the other day. No, but um, but Timmy, he was after the game. I don't know if you saw his post game interview, but he was super smiley about it, talking about having family in the gym and and how his uh his uh you know upbringing was in Miami with his dad playing there and. I think his dad still lives there we know how he plays when his dad is in the building yeah, we and, saw it. and uh several people brought it up but glenn jr 1988 who we had on the podcast a few weeks ago specifically said what are our thoughts on timmy as a miami heat signing in free agency i think it's possible i think it's 100 percent possible uh granted does tim hardaway jr fit because the Miami Heat is all about culture. Yeah. They're all about system. They're all about culture. Miami has to want him. Right. Are we sure that he fits, you know, what they want? Now, I don't see them losing uh, Duncan Robinson, but <laughs> for the sake of conversation, let's say that they do. Based on the free agents that we know that are going to be available, right. Tim is going to be at the top of that list. But Tim is going to want that bag as well. Yep. And I'm not sure what Miami's cap is looking like because I'm not a cap guru. I don't, I don't look into it like that for other teams, just mine. But I don't think they have that bag that he wants. So if they would like to do a signing tree, I don't know. Depending on what we get back, I wouldn't be mad. So <clears throat> I'm going to pull it up just because I can uh, I do think it's a possibility because remember that that's why they wanted to get Oladipo um, over there because uh, they're willing to pay somebody this off season. And unlike our free, our, our front office, they are, they're competent over there. Um, the idea of a sign and trade did cross my mind as well. The question is like, who would it be for? Would it be maybe an Oladipo if depending on how they feel about what he does for them in this, this postseason or how they're feeling about him in the locker room, whatever the case may be. Um, would they potentially come up off of a Tyler hero type of thing? Like if they feel like he, Tim Hardaway does what hero does, but at a more veteran level. That ain't happening. <laughs> they didn't want to give up Tyler Hero for James Harden. You think they're doing it for Tim? Is that how that went? Because I couldn't remember. Yeah, that's how that went. Okay. Well, no, 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 no. Was it? I feel like it was somebody else. I'm not sure. I thought that. Harden. I thought that was the fans. I thought that was the fans saying they wouldn't do that. I didn't was, know that was, people were saying that that was the front office's position. I think that. I think that was real. I'm not sure. Or maybe I'm. Th- I think I'm thinking about something at the trade deadline. I'm not sure, but. I'm gonna pull up. I'm pulling up the salaries now. By the way, I'm trying to see because I'm trying. I don't. I think Bam Bam got signed his extension, but I don't know when it kicks in. Uh, let's see. All right, so we know Jimmy Butler's getting ducats, thirty-six mil. Uh, no, 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 no. It was Kyle Lowry. Was it Lowry? Okay. Toronto wanted Tyler Hero. Oh yeah, they sh- they should have Bam's twenty-eight mil kicks in next year. But <clears throat> Goran Dragic option, and there's another. Uh, what's, his, what's his free agency option this year? Like it's a know. team option for 19 mil. Mm, okay. Andre Iguodala team option for 15 mil. Um, they they pay it Ryan Anderson still. Damn, I do not want Andre Iguodala to 
no, 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 no. I Dragic, I would be. That's that makes more sense. Depending on how what happens, what else for free agency? I mean, we may not need a second ball handle after the way Josh Green been playing. Hey, I'm not getting ahead of myself <laughs> in that regard. But other than that, they got some baby salaries on here. Like it's pretty much Jimmy Butler's 36, Bam's 28, and then the next highest guaranteed salary is Ryan Anderson's five million. Uh, but then it's like Ryan Anderson five, Tyler Hero four, Precious Achua 2.7, Kendrick nine. And Duncan Robinson, 4.7. KZ Apollo, 1.7. Everybody else is a free agent. And then you have those options for Drogic and Iguodala, which very easily can be recalled. Or they pick up Drogic's option and flip him to Dallas. I'm going to look it up right now. What's that? Uh, Teams with... Money? um, Cap. Well, yeah. So I know, so the reason that I think that there's some relevance to the Timmy thing is like, like we said, like you said, culture, like family, that he has family ties to there. It's deeper than basketball. And depending on how their playoff run goes, they might be in the market for a, for a shooter. I mean, that's true. And he fits the, the age timeline with Jimmy Butler better than these young boys they got. I would be more hurt if we lose him for nothing. Right, like if it's if it's a if it's a trade and we get something back, that's fine. If he just leaves, that's gonna destroy us. Right, that puts Especially us in a very well tough spot. As well as he's playing for us, exactly. Because now there's not many players who can just come in and take his spot this offseason. <clears throat> and with that said, with how he's been playing, uh, I mean, I I've resigned myself to the idea of the fact that we have to try to retain him regardless. Uh, a while ago once the free agent market dried up but um i can't see them turning down whatever he's asking for in the offseason who uh dallas dallas i feel like yeah, they're yeah, yeah. gonna pay him regardless i don't even i don't see him asking for much i i don't think he'll be unreasonable i think yeah. he's been overpaid his entire career he has I think he just wants to have a home at this point so if he can lock it in then i think he'll do it and i'm fine with it if if it means signing him and keeping him forever whatever if it means signing him and having him as a piece for somebody that's disgruntled somewhere else later that's fine too but and the main thing is we can't lose that asset for nothing at all Um, not the way he's been stepping up for us no anything in particular about that game that you really wanted to, to hit on it was really timmy and the fact that everybody ate the ball was spread around nicely Usually when you look at the box score, it's, it's considered it's either just the starters or maybe one person on the bench. Everybody ate. Trey Burke came in and got some buckets. Jalen Brunson with 19 points. Uh, you mentioned Josh Green with his stat line. Dwight Powell, who we'll get into. <laughs> Jesus. Even Josh Richardson. Uh, Dorian with his usual game and Timmy and Luca Lee in a way for the most part. But, yeah, I love when the ball is spread around like that. Uh, obviously – you know, uh, I've been an advocate for hating all of the three-pointers that the team take. Yeah. Uh, Timmy took 18 of them <laughs> out of 24 field goal attempts total. Whatever, yeah. it was going in. Uh, Luca took 10. <laughs> but after that, I mean, it's really no one else over taking over five attempts. And right, I love to see that. Uh 
shot selection was good, along with the ball being spread around. That's perfect, especially against a team that's good on good as good on defense as the Miami Heat are. I mean, Jimmy didn't play that game. Yeah, I was gonna make sure we brought that up. Yeah, Jimmy didn't play that game. Or Tyler uh, Hero. Or Tyler Hero. But I was talking about mainly defense as far. Oh as yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Jimmy didn't play that game, but the Miami Heat are still a very good defensive team and coach very well. So for us to be able to go out and do what we did against them is a testament of what this team can do. They just have to continue to do it. And that was a, that was a strong way to start off the week, but you know, I think most people came in saying we will probably split those first two. Um, And so beating the heat, beating them pretty, you know, pretty safely. It was, I don't think the game was ever really in question. It was kind of tight the first half, but we flipped it and they never really got back. Um, And it felt like we kind of coasted the victory after we got up. So it felt good to get a win like that. Um, It felt like more than just winning the game. It felt like we actually outplayed them. We did. So, which is rare for this team to feel like they really outplayed somebody. So again, Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. Like, this whole week has been, like, cool. Like, I haven't been stressed at all. Uh, so let's get to the second game, man. The Brooklyn Nets. Uh, you know, you don't know what to expect from the Nets. We know they don't have any type of defense. Uh, but they do have two bucket getters that we're playing. We know Harden's going to be out pretty much the rest of the season. Um, we came out of that game 109-113. I don't feel like it was as close as it ended up looking. We kind of had yeah. a weird finish. Mm-hmm. to the game uh luca was hot early which we needed because Kyrie was going off as well um timmy was still hitting in this game 23 points on eight for 16 four for eight from three uh dfs had a big stat line 17 eight and three but more importantly he gave kd a hard time kd was just seven for 21 in the game uh Josh Green only played eight minutes, but four points, two boards, two steals. I feel like he left his imprint when he was in the game. Um, But the story of this game was the bigs, which is comical when you think about the way we've been talking about this team. (laughs) Uh, Dwight had 12, 10, and 5. Jesus Christ. Together, Dwight and Willie Colley-Stein put up 18, 18, seven assists, two steals, and three blocks. The Brooklyn Nets are about to have to beat either Milwaukee or Philly or both. And they just got 18, 18, 7, 2, and 3 from Dwight Powell and Willie Colley Stein. So I can only imagine the type of stat lines that Giannis Antetokounmpo and Joel Embiid are about to put on their necks. Uh, Brooklyn's not a contender in my eyes. I think this game said more about them than it did about us. Brooklyn is a contender simply if you have KD, Harden, and Kyrie on your team, you're a contender no matter what. But it's not as easy as people are making it seem just because of the way this team is constructed. Right. Thrown together, they don't have bigs. And I kind of want to speak on, you know, we both love Giannis. Giannis is one of my top three favorite players in the league right now. He's just, he's one of your top two right now. Uh, People get on Giannis a lot because they say, oh, he's the MVP of the league, but in the playoffs, he don't show up. And that's not true, but I get why they say it. Right. Uh, The 2019 season, he showed up great first two rounds, went up against Toronto in the third round. Great defensive team. Yeah. Have the kind of players in the system on defense to stop a player like Giannis. Mm Mm-hmm. 
2020, went up against the Miami Heat in the second round. Exact same thing. Perfect defensive system and players to go up against Giannis, Giannis and stop him. Who mm. has that? Brooklyn doesn't have that. Nope. Giannis is going to dog them. Who's going to defend Giannis? Jeff Green, KD? <laughs> you don't want to put KD on Giannis. You don't want him exerting that kind of energy. Not for a series like that. <laughs> oh, man. Playoff Giannis? And honestly, the Sixers ain't got it either. You want to put Embiid mm. on Giannis? <laughs> we I mean I wanna I wanna see that as a fan, but <laughs> I, I would love Eastern Conference Finals, Sixers and Bucks. I would love that. That's that's I mean, if that happens, that's beautiful. I want the Bucks and Clippers in the finals. Ooh. Unbiased. Unbiased. Clippers is an interesting choice there. Um okay. I mean I'm Utah all the way. I got Clippers coming out the West. Um Okay. Yeah, I mean, I got to see how these 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 matchups shake up because for me, right. it's all about matchups. Right. People like like to give every all these players hard times for what they do in the playoffs and stuff. But like, you can look at the landscape and see, you know, if you switch a team here or there, this team doesn't run into that team. Maybe this team goes further. Um, I think just looking at the res- the end result is a very simplistic way of looking at so how somebody performed in the playoffs. Sometimes you just run into the wrong team. Um, and that's what I, that's the story of the jazz for me, uh, has over the past several years, like they haven't quite had the necessary firepower, but they also have run into the wrong team almost every time. Um, whether it was in the first round or the second round, but that's, we're going to, that, that's a whole nother story. Uh, as far as we'll get into like playoffs and stuff like that next week, I think, uh, since we should know the matchups at that point. Well, not now, necessarily. I think that'll still that'll be with oh the yeah 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 so. the play in situation. But uh, we'll know our matchup because we're not going to say we ain't going to win. We well that ain't our problem no more. Yeah, that's uh, the ghetto. We... <laughs> but um, Kyrie had forty five on us. Bucket, and it still felt like an easy win. It did. That's crazy. Which is wild. Is I think that's more so. I don't want to discredit the Mavs. I wouldn't say that's a testament to the Mavs. I think that says a lot about the lack of defense on exactly. Brooklyn Nets. Like, if you have a guy go off for 45 like that and nobody really on the Mavs did the same, like going that stupid, like matching him bucket for bucket, something something fell apart defensively for your team. Um, who, who was our highest score in that? Our highest score was Luka with 24. Right. Like that's embarrassing to lose when your best player has more than twenty-one uh, points, more than our best player. So even Blake had a nice game, ten and ten, but it wasn't enough. Yeah, there was Kyrie with forty-five, Katie with twenty. Then it's a drop-off. Yeah, and as far as like Harden coming back, they've only played six games together. Mm-hmm. Um, now if they run somebody out of a gym. <clears throat> then we don't get into some of those situations, but that's that's rare in the playoffs. If you, they get into a tight game situation that's going down to the wire, how are they going to decide who's getting the shots? Like, how are they going to, who's defending who in those scenarios, depending on who they're, they're facing? Like, it's those tight games that I think are where they're going to have problems with just figuring out who's who's the man, like who, who's shooting, and uh, who how are you going to set up your defense with those three on the court? Well, um, I know for a fact, I don't think KD has that ego. I think we saw that in Golden State. KD doesn't have that ego to take right. that shot. 
I think the only thing that'll get to KD, the only thing that got to KD in Golden State was the whole, you know. Oh, they said I don't deserve it. Well, let me show them this type of yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. But no, KD doesn't have that ego, so let's take that out of the situation. I don't think any of them, well, K- Kyrie maybe. But Kyrie I don't maybe, yeah. I don't think any of them really do, but that's a that's a, another problem. Like that's the problem Jokic had the other night is that he's he was too unselfish. Right. Like somebody needs to step up and say, well, this is my bucket. And if they're all just passing the ball around, then they're gonna look real goofy at the end of these games. Well, I don't think I I don't think they'll be that passive. I think they'll say, Hey, you want me to take the shot? Whoever's open, whoever's able to take the shot, that's who takes it. But they're all gonna be ready to take it. Jokic was just too passive. Like he didn't know how to turn that point guard switch off. Right, right. Uh, it's going to be interesting to watch. I'll say that for sure. I was really hoping that they got matched up against the Wizards in the first round. Doesn't look like that's going to happen at this point because I, I don't think they can get the one or two. Um, and I don't think the Wizards – I don't think they can get the one. They can probably get the two, but I don't think the Wizards can get above the eight at this point. They're, they still might have a slight outside chance, but it's going to be tough. So um, I'm that Wizards team is super dangerous. Um, man, I wanted that for Westbrook bad. Bad. We both had, uh, I remember we both had the Wizards, I think, in the top six or five, right? Yeah, I had them in six. I think I had them in five. COVID hit them bad, and then Thomas Bryant tearing his ACL. Also, it came out Westbrook was playing with, I think, like a quad quad, man. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, I watched this is different because he's an old man, but. I watched a wrestling show live where Vince McMahon tore both his quads at the same time and couldn't even stand up. Westbrook is playing basketball on one. <laughs> I remember that clip where he jumped in the ring. And, and he fell yeah. right down. Right. He just sat down against the ropes. He played it off well. He played it off. When I saw that as a kid, bad. I was like, why is he sitting down? <laughs> and I'm like 25 years old and I see a video on it. And I'm like, he did what? Right. Yeah. And Westbrook is playing basketball on a torn quad. Right, bro. He built different definition of, um, and it's just funny seeing him break the triple double record, and remembering like before the draft when they were like, he's not really a point guard. Like, what? How do you use him? Where do you play him? I guess he figured it out. He figured it out. Um, what was I gonna say? But yeah, Brooklyn. Uh, like I said, I I appreciated the win. I appreciated going start to finish and closing out that game and Dwight Powell looking good. But again, felt like that game said more about Brooklyn than it did about us. Um, so then we moved to the game that most people were actually more worried about this week. <laughs> I will actually say that Brooklyn Nets win was my, uh, the win I was, the words right on the tip of my tongue least surprised okay about i was least surprised about the next win honestly mm. yeah 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 yeah, yeah. I, I agree i think it was more for me it was like i don't know what we're gonna get for this nets team but yeah like once once the game started going it was like okay we should be able to take care of business here even going into it because i know for a fact the math step up against good teams right. and great teams like that so i know they're gonna give their all now, these Cavs games <laughs> are the wins that surprised me. Yeah, I think most people would agree with that. Like, both games, uh, Luka didn't play the fourth quarter in either game. <laughs> Luka, did, forget the fourth quarter. In this game, Luka didn't play 
basically both quarters. He got ejected with like 10 minutes left, right? <laughs> yeah, he got ejected very early in the third quarter because, you know, I was doing Mother's Day activities. I missed most of the first half. I was kind of checking in on my phone, but I I, did, I came to sit down like at the start of the third quarter. And when I turned it on, they were doing a review and um, I didn't know what they were talking about. The people on the broadcast were like thinking they were checking for an out of bounds situation. And then they came back and they were like flagrant two hit to the groin. I was like, huh? And then they show Luca's face and Luca, I was like, they Luca about to get tossed. Like, what happened? What did I miss? <laughs> and then they showed the clip and I was like, oh yeah, he did kind of swipe down kind of hard. Um, and that was it. Luca was gone. It was an 11-point game. It could have gone badly at that point. Like the, the Cavaliers might have thought they had a chance, but uh them boys, the rest of them Mavericks boys, they were not playing around. They went and put them away without Luca. I was very, that was the most impressive part of this game. Like they turned it on. We got up by 30 at some point. Like, yeah, we won by almost 30. Basically. We really walked these boys away. Um, I I was incredibly impressed. Now flagrant foul, you know, I had to get ignorant on the timeline a little bit. Some dude tried to tell me that that flagrant meant was also going to count as a tech and that meant Luca was going to be suspended flagrance and text are separate right uh flagrance if you get five flagrants you get suspended as well but a flagrant does not count as a tech so luca is still good on his promise not to get this the 16th tech um <clears throat> it was funny watching like his reaction though to to, to being tossed Did you yeah see that's it? that's that's a new meme for sure oh yeah like as soon as i saw it i was like oh yeah that's gonna be that's 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 gonna be a, a gif is that how you say it young young blood Yes. All right. So it's gonna Not be a GIF. It's gonna be a GIF I use uh going forward. Um most definitely. So besides Luca, because again, we know what Luca gonna do when they come down to it. Timmy, both games. He had 20 in the first game, 25 in the second. Uh he was nine for 13 tonight, seven of eleven from three. Jay Rich was eight for 13 in the first game, nine for 14 in the second game, 18 points and 20. Like this is the most consistent he's been this week is the most consistent he's been all year. Pre COVID. This is the most consistent he's been. I'm loving what I'm saying. I I can't express that enough. I, I, all I want is for this to carry into the playoffs. That's the part that's getting scary now. It's like, because y'all boys are hooping. <laughs> Glenn said something a few days ago. Okay. That I know you saw because you replied to it. <laughs> that he got me believing, man. <laughs> <laughs> he got me believing, and I'm afraid that I believe too much. And when, if we lose, it's, it's going to hurt even more. But, <laughs> man... Man, oh man. You gonna repeat it? Uh not verbatim because I don't have it pulled up, but okay. there's a he was basically saying based on the standings and possible matchups, there's a chance the Mavs can make the Western Conference Finals. Oh Lord Jesus. And looking at it, it's possible. That's all I'm saying. It's possible. I'm not gonna touch that because I, I, I the, the path that was laid out um, is not one that's gonna fit my narratives. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> we're not gonna touch that till we got to. But um, 
first round. I I can see that. I can see I can see okay. I can see getting my hopes up for the first round at the very least, and then we'll worry about other things when we get there. I, I would be remiss to not mention uh, Dwight Powell's performance tonight: twelve points, nine boards, four assists, four blocks. Say that again. Four blocks. I want to say they said it was a career high. Are we gonna or matches the, a career high? Is the Versberg wall coming down and the pow wall going up? The pow pow, the pow wall, <laughs> the pow wall. I'm not. I can't do the pow wall. I can't do it. <laughs> oh man, I man, I, I don't. I, Dwight Powell got to. He got to have somebody boosted his ego. Until the um, super soldier serum, bro. Something ain't right. This is not the same Dwight Powell. Like his whole attitude is different. He took the super soldier serum. Telling you, he did something. Something ain't right. He has been looking extra swole lately. Pause. Um, hey, you ain't got to pause that. I knew what you meant. You can't be too safe in these streets. But uh, but yeah, Dwight Dwight has been hooping, and again, is this here to stay? And so far, I can't question it because the things that he's doing successfully are things that are always there for him. He just never has executed them this consistently, uh, especially like hustling for rebounds and now getting blocks. Like usually he just swings at it and doesn't look like he's even trying to block it, but he's been getting there on these lately. He's been getting oops. Uh, he had a, a big putback tonight. Like, and it wasn't just with Luca. Like he was hooping when Luca, Luca, when Luca was gone too. So I don't know. I feel good about it. Um, it was nice to to put away a weak opponent easily in both games. And you know, going into this last week, this is what I this is what I wanted to see from this team. Like we're getting into the right form at the right time. Um, and I feel like we should just go ahead and transition into the the key pieces here. And I'll I'm gonna switch the order up a little bit. Let's talk about Dwight Powell. Like, is this Dwight Powell? This week that we got, is this the Dwight Powell that you expect to see going into this playoffs? <laughs> okay. Expect to see or want to see? I mean, of course we want to see it. Expect to see? No. Do you believe? No. In a seven-game series, Dwight Powell's not doing this, bro. Like, if he does, <laughs> I will eat crow. I will bite my word. I will eat my words. But in a seven-game series, no sensible team is allowing Dwight Powell to do this. Now maybe they're on some. Oh, make the white pile beat us, not Luca. But no, <laughs> and that could be. That's a lot of this too. I will say that is that the releases that Dwight Powell's getting from out for alley oops is because they're double teaming Luca on those pick and rolls, and Luca's just so big that he's still able to throw the passes over the top. Um, I think that uh, the matchup is going to matter here. Uh, there are certain teams that are going to be able to take that away and others that aren't. I'm curious to see if it is the Nuggets, how much they punish us on the other end with Jokic versus how much we're able to punish them in a pick and roll with Jokic. It's going to be a nightmare. Like you saw what Jokic did to the Clippers last year. It's going to be just like that. Maybe worse. Mm-hmm. 
because Zubats is better than any big we have. So, yeah, very, very true. Well, not this lately, Dwight Powell, the, 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 the new Dwight Powell. I don't know. I don't know. The new Dwight Powell might pull the clamps out. We just Uh-oh. gonna ride. We just gonna ride this Dwight Powell train, huh? I'm. I'm saying. Look, I'm not saying. Pause. I'm. I'm, uh, I'm not saying I believe. What I'm saying is, I'm willing to give him the chance. I'm not gonna kill him today. Of course, of course not. I'm willing not. to see it out. Um, I do think that this week's matchups, besides Bam Adebayo, which in that game he didn't really do a ton, but besides that game specifically the brooklyn nets we est- we established that their bigs are trash hey jared Cle- allen cleveland has jared allen right but that's it that that is that is he true. did not play 48 minutes that is true so i don't know it's going to be interesting to see how we uh how we match up if it is the nuggets how we match up and if dwight powell is able to continue to be successful in causing problems for defenses with his his rolling action elite rim rolling action let me let me make sure i get that right um, relax <laughs> the second topic of discussion the joshes richardson has decided to get his shot together lately because of the pressure from the young gunner josh green how much of what either of them are doing do we expect to continue first through the rest of the season? And then how much, what can we, what do you expect to see as we go into these playoffs from these guys? I expect to see this continue for Josh Green. I do not expect to see this continue for Josh Richardson. <laughs> Simply so, because we have a sample size with Josh Richardson. We know who he, excuse me, we know who he is. Josh Green has not had the ability to show what he can do really mm. in consistent minutes until now and maybe like a few games early in the season. But at right. that point, he was still fresh, still adapting, didn't have training camp, didn't have summer league. He was adapting to the league. Right. Saw what he can do in the G League. He played great. Ever since he's come back from the G League, minutes that he's gotten, he's done something with. He's shown flashes of some talent being able to incorporate himself in the offense where uh, the offense can uh, complement his strengths right. on offense. We've seen Josh Green be good consistently since he's come back. Consistency and Josh Richardson do not even go in the same paragraph this season. <laughs> So based on history, I can't possibly expect this to continue going into the postseason. I can't. I expect him to fall back down, maybe, you know, give us about eight points here and there, maybe 10 points. But other than that, no. Give Josh Richardson's minutes to Josh Green, please. So I have to to agree to some degree. I think uh, his mid-range shot is more reliable when he can like get to his spot he has to figure out his spot and know his spot i feel like he's been trying to do too much most of the season um but yeah you can't really depend on it i'm curious what that means for his minutes in the playoffs and how rick is going to use him because we know rick is going to tinker like he's been testing stuff he's got like his sample his data so he knows when to use who when where and how um josh green do i expect to see him in the playoffs i hope so 
Kodak voice. But um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I, I look at Josh Green and I, I'm reminded of Deshaun Stevenson in the, the I knew that's who you title were. Run. I knew I knew that's what you were gonna do because the stats don't really tell you the story. It's the hustle. It's the the aggressiveness on defense. Like he gets in the game, I expect steals and turnovers to happen. I expect him to get in the open court on a fast break and cause problems. Like this is what he does. He's a disruptor. He's a playmaker. He's Tyron Matthew from NFL people. Honey Badger. Honey Badger. That might be, I got to find out the Tasmanian devil. Like, <laughs> is that a, is that an Australian animal? I don't know, I'm, man. That's, that's a Tas. I think that is an Australian animal actually. So he, he's the Tasmanian devil. We're going to run with it for now. I'm about to look it up right now because Australia got some. I feel like it's Tasmania in Australia is the question. Um, Tasmania yeah. is a place? I'm pretty sure. I'm about to look that up. There's no way Tasmania is a place. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Uh, until recently, it was only found on the island state of Tasmania. That's a real place. Wow. We learn something every day on this podcast, people. That's crazy. Um, Taz looks nothing like the. T- I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> but yeah, like I, I, I might run with that low key. Like if y'all like, if y'all mess with it, I might put the poll out actually tomorrow after I release the pod. Uh, if y'all mess with the 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 nickname, the Tasmanian Devil, there will be a poll out. Go check the poll. I'm gonna look up other Australian animals we could possibly give him nicknames for. Okay, okay. But uh, we're going to go with the Tasmanian Devil for, <laughs> off the top. If you come up with some other ones, I'll add them to the poll. But um, but yeah, that's what he does. He's a disruptor. He brings energy, intensity, fight. Even if the shot's not falling, he adds something to the game that I think he has earned himself 10 minutes a game, at least going forward, and then the opportunity to, to get some minutes in the playoffs as well. Uh, I think he could be our best perimeter defender one-on-one um you have to watch out for a couple of rookie mistakes he might make when veterans do certain things to him but i would be i would be interested to see him getting more opportunities in that role um very impressed with what he's done i do think he should get josh richardson minutes when richardson's not playing well like his numbers his minutes should increase when josh richardson is playing like trash that's just how I feel about the, the Josh situation. Um, anything else you want to add on the Joshes? Uh, we could call Josh Green the Megabat. The what? There's an animal in Australia called a Megabat. Sounds like a Digimon, right? It's not. It's real. <laughs> That's too close to Megabat for me. Oh, my God. Okay. So, uh, call, him, to- call him a dingo. I'm calling the man a dingo. Tasmanian. What about a Tasmanian tiger? Is that better? Is that a real thing? Yeah. While a dingo is a dog, that's wild. I feel like you just going down a rabbit hole of Australia. I, I need to. So. I need to. I need to stop. Uh, no, I don't. I really don't have anything else to add. Right. Though seriously, uh, I, I've basically said everything that I want to say. Uh, okay. We are on the same page, I believe. Give Josh Green's, give Josh Richardson's minutes to Josh Green facts now finally the big ish story of the week this week will be the return 
potentially of Porzingis and or Maxi Kleber. Now, we got a couple questions from Tyler Edsel76 and the homie Rolo, who had questions about integrating them back into the lineup. Uh, I think Tyler asked how, how we think that should look. Rolo went as far as asking if KP should come off the bench. Um, secondarily, he asked who we thought was making the call on resting him. Um, I'll go ahead and start with that part. I think that the training staff really is trying to be cautious with him because if he gets hurt, they probably reflects poorly on them in their eyes. But I think he's super pissed about it. And it's it's been affecting him. I'm, I, I'm fine. I've been fine with resting him. But we're in a rhythm right now, and we've got to work him back in. I hope he comes back soon. But, yeah, how do you think it should look? How, how should KP Maxi return and look, Ross, lineup and rotation-wise? First of all, I wouldn't bring KP back to the playoffs. Shit. Give him all the rest he needs. I don't, I don't want no – oh, mm. KP's sitting for this. So he's too – no, sit him to the playoffs. What do you need to warm up for? He's been playing this season. He's warm. Oh, you said till the playoffs. Yes. I thought you were saying don't play him in the playoffs. I was like, oh, no, 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 no. Hell no. Oh, man. I still want to win. I'm just saying sit him until the playoffs. So you don't think he needs a game or two to get back in the rhythm, make sure he's fitting in what we're doing? Because we're not playing like we were before. That's a good point. That's the part that scares me about this. But based on history feel like he's not going to fit regardless i don't feel like this is mm. going to be the offense we see when he comes back whether it's during the end of the season or during the playoffs i feel like all of this is going to go away and history has shown that that's that's a tough spot to be in because i feel like that first game he comes back is going to be the barometer if he comes back in that first game and it feels like all of what we just did is lost that's the end of him in the maverick uniform we would like it to be, but <laughs> uh, I just can't see it working past that. Um, if he, if he, if it completely falls apart, uh, part of it is him buying in to doing certain things. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it does feel like he doesn't fit. And like when I look at what we're, we've been doing these past couple of games, I'm like, which role would KP be filling of these guys? And I, I can't figure it. Is he gonna be Dwight Powell? Can't plug and play uh, KP, man. I wish he could be more of a role man option and then pop every now and then just because he can. You know what I mean? But he doesn't want to roll. He doesn't do it. Or he doesn't have the athleticism to be as successful with it as he maybe thinks he should be or would like. But he's seven foot three. It's like, dude, you can get to the foul line off of that action. Just go at the rim. They will hit you. With that being said, let's just say I don't expect KP to come back for the rest of the regular season. And let's say okay. Maxi does come back next week. Okay. Uh, I will start Maxi. Send well, Timmy what? back to the bench? No. <laughs> Send Josh Richardson to the bench. Ooh. And I know they haven't done it all season. So it's unlikely. I think it's something they should have done a long time ago because I feel that would make him more effective. Yep. Bringing him off the bench with the second unit, being able to handle the ball and such. 
maybe get more touches, be more active. Uh, he can get more comfortable in the offense and do what he wants instead of spotting up for threes, which is not his game. Uh, that's what I would do. Uh, that's more That's more so unlikely. So the more likely approach would probably be uh, Maxi coming back and coming off the bench. Right. Uh, I think that's, that's probably what's going to happen as well. I think it is going to be Powell, KP. If KP does come back, I, I expect him to come back at some point because I, I just can't see them holding him out and completely until the playoffs. Uh, I feel like that would be a scary prospect. I think I, I think Dwight should stay on the bench. You went okay. Dwight has been on the bench, right? Yeah. Um, he's been they've been starting Willie, right? So yeah, Willie back to the bench as well. I think, in my opinion, that's what I would do. And start KP. I was put Willie KP in there, leave THJ in there too. Same, same. KP, Dorian Finney-Smith. Um, I think that's how we started the season, right? KP, Dorian Finney-Smith, Timmy, and Josh Richardson. Yeah, I think that's how oh, we wait, started Luka? the season. I think right. so. Oh, hold up. KP, you didn't play. But when oh, yeah, he first right. did, no, hold up. When he first did, I think we did go two bigs. We no. Did. We, no, did, we? I think because hold up, no oh, shit, I'm messing up. We went two bigs. No, oh, no. we did go two bigs, but we yeah. went Dwight. I think I was trying to remember something changed, but it was because they switched Willie with Dwight. Because Dwight came back before KP. <clears throat> right, we switched uh, Willie and Dwight. Dwight started the season. He did. Yes. Oh, you sure? Yes, because I was stunned. Damn. I'm pretty sure he started the season, mm. and people were shocked. Um. Maybe that's what it was. He finally recovering from that injury like a saying. Motherfucker yeah. coming back better than he was before. <laughs> and that's the thing is like I almost like seeing him now, I almost feel bad for being so hard on him at the beginning of the season. Almost. Um I said almost. Horseshoes, rush roulette is the only place almost counts. <laughs> but uh That's some old shit. I'm, I mean I'm old. That's what I do. Okay, you're right. I'm looking at, yeah, Dwight Powell, definitely. He was in the preseason and all that. So, but regardless, Tim Hardaway Jr. was in the starting lineup to start the year. Um, I don't know, man. It's I feel like Rick's going to be in a tough spot regardless. Uh, KP almost definitely is going to throw some things off. Maxi, I think you could be more flexible with off the bench. And considering what he did in the playoffs last year, or didn't do in the playoffs <laughs> last year, uh, that's the safe way to go. Max to bring Bauer the is bench. back, baby. Now, if he uh, exactly like bring them off the bench, like that's a dynamic bench unit. And um, if he's hitting, then obviously you can be flexible about things. Uh, do we need him to guard Aaron Gordon type of stuff? You know what I mean? So. I don't know, man. It's going to be an interesting week. I hope we see both of them before the end of the week, though. I would That's love a bench unit of Jalen Brunson, uh, Josh Richardson, Josh Green, Maxi Kleber, and Dwight Powell. Yeah, that's that's a tough lineup. That's... I wish I could whistle like that. <laughs> Just put your lips together and blow. Some people will get that reference. Pause. <laughs> Come on, man. Uh, did you get the reference? I feel like I've heard it before. It's from a movie, right? Nah, it's Peppa Pig. 
Peppa Pig. Oh yeah, when she hung up on her, when she, the yeah. Patty Peppa Pig. Yeah, yes. she's like, "You can't whistle." Oh, good. I mean, that's sad. <laughs> <laughs> so what is whistling? Oh, you just put your lips together and blow, and the girl's like, "Like this." <whistles> Peppa said, "Click." <laughs> this chick did just whistle at his phone. <laughs> she didn't even know what it was two seconds ago. I've been trying to do it all episode. What's bro. going on? Peppa Pig and Caillou have single-handedly destroyed children, bro. I'm saying they. I see a little kid with a Peppa Pig backpack. I know to keep a wide berth. Pep, Pep Gang ain't no joke. <laughs> Pep Gang off the chain. Oh man, and I think that's a good way to transition into this break. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think, I think that's the perfect way to transition into the break. All right, let's take the break and then we'll come back with the unsung hero and the weekly forecast. If you're a beginning podcaster or someone who just wants to make things easy on their journey, Spotify for Podcasts is the perfect platform for you. They allow you to record your podcast and edit it, not only from your computer, but your phone as well, so you can do it on the go wherever you are. You can make money from your podcast through ads provided by the platform or through subscriptions from your audience with no catch at all. They even take the liberty of distributing your podcast not only to the Spotify platform, but every other podcast and platform as well. Just like that. All you have to do is record, edit, hit publish, and Spotify takes care of the rest. I use Spotify podcasters. To start my journey. Bibbs used it to start his journey. We used it to start the Mavs Outsiders journey. And now you have the opportunity to use it to start your journey as well. To get started, all you have to do is download the Spotify for Podcasters app or go to www.spotify.com forward slash podcasters to get started. And welcome back to the Mavs Outsiders Podcast. We're going to get straight into it with Reese's Unsung Hero of the Week. I'm ready for this one. This week's Mavs Unsung Hero of the Week goes to a man who some might think shouldn't have should have gotten it last week. Or no, was it last week or the week before? Week before last. And that is Dwight Powell. Congratulations to Dwight Powell. I, you know what? You, I've hated on you a lot, and rightfully so. You suck. But this week, you have played tremendously well, my friend, and you are a key instrument into the Mavs going undefeated this week, putting up crazy stat line numbers uh, considering you know what we've seen from him in the past. Against Miami, he put up seven points, ten rebounds, three assists, three steals, two blocks. Uh, against Brooklyn, he put up a wonderful stat line, uh, taking advantage of the lack of bigs on the team. 12 points, 10 rebounds, five assists, uh, one steal, and one block. Uh, both Cleveland games, he came out and played well. Uh, another team with really a lack of bigs. Uh, eight points, four rebounds, three assists, one block. Really stuffing the stat sheet. Uh, not all points, getting on the board. Uh, passing the ball around a lot. Uh, I talked about that earlier, the team uh, making sure everyone eats and Dwight was getting in on that with his Jokic impression. Uh, playing some defense, which we don't see from them often with the four blocks in the second Cleveland game. Mm-hmm. So hopefully this can continue. 
Uh, I don't expect it to. Even if it doesn't, we'll always have this moment to look back on and talk about the moment with White Pile, one Mavs, Unsung Hero of the Week. And now, kick it to my co-host, Bibbs, for the final, is it the final? The final, yes, the final weekly forecast of the regular season, Bibbs. Thank you, Reese, uh, for that beautiful introduction. It is the final weekly forecast of the regular season, and let's get straight to it. Uh, it's going to be a grind on Tuesday. <laughs> We're going to face Grind City, the Memphis Grizzlies. Big game with Jaron Jackson uh, starting in the last Memphis Grizzlies game. I think it'll be a good barometer for us going into these playoffs. And, you know, it's glad it, I'm glad to see us facing a team that's still fighting for something as they're uh, fighting to, to maintain position in the play-in situation. Uh, I expect the dub with the way we've been playing, but if we get a loss, it's going to feel like a setback. Uh, moving forward in the week, it's a back-to-back, -back, folks. On Wednesday, we're going to be playing the uh, Pelicans. Uh, Ingram and Zion are dealing with injuries, but they also still have something to play for. They're just a game and a half back of San Antonio for that 10 spot. Uh, so, again, something interesting to watch. Glad to be playing a team that has something to lose. A good test for us as we get ready for the postseason. Uh, moving forward to Friday, we're going to be playing the Toronto Raptors. And now they're not technically eliminated as of today, but they could be by then. Uh, will they have something to prove? Will they not? Who doesn't really matter? Because at that point, we should know our situation, depending on how the Blazers have done with their gauntlet this week. Uh, people are saying they want the Blazers to lose so that we can rest a little bit. But you know what? I'm, I'm not here for the rest. I'm here for the test. <laughs> uh, anyway, moving forward. That was goofy as hell. Uh, the final game of the week is going to be against those Minnesota Timberwolves on Sunday and they're six and four in their last 10. Uh, they're not quite a pushover right now. They're healthy. Uh, Ant Edwards has been straight hooping. Uh, we know those boys are going to come to play. I, I look forward to Josh Okoge and uh, McDaniels assignment on Luca to see how he handles them because I feel like both do a pretty good job with them. And I feel like, again, that's a good test for us as we try to shape up for the playoffs folks, we are playoff bound. It's easy to look ahead to that, but let's hope the team isn't back to you, Reese. I'm back to you, Bibbs, since <laughs> you're the one hosting this episode, but that was a wonderful forecast. Uh, closing out the final forecast for the regular season. Uh, I'm looking forward to these games. We plan a lot of teams with, uh, you know, something to actually fight for, like you said, even the Minnesota Timberwolves who clearly are tanking the wrong way, but uh, they seem to have a chip on their shoulder to prove they're not the worst team in the league for some reason. So, you know, <laughs> right. They're, they're playing well. Uh, you know, Siakam had a huge game the other night. Like I said, they, the Raptors could be eliminated by then. Um, so maybe they won't be playing for much, but you know, that's not a familiar situation for these guys. So it's going to be hard for them to turn it off if they're playing. Um, and I think they did killed us last time we played them. So, uh, should be an interesting game. I, I like all four of the games. I like facing a guy like cat as we prepare for Jokic. Um, you know, I like facing the Grizzlies who we know are fighting for something and you know that's a division rivalry i think that there's bad blood there a little bit I so don't. and then we play the pelicans uh, james johnson may end up starting 
<laughs> so, uh, you know, they, they uh, again, they can still get the 10 seed. Uh, I think Zion's broken finger situation, he might be able to play depending on how they handle it. So I don't know. We'll, we'll see. We will see uh, what happens just, with those games. Just, just imagine what it would be for the NBA if the Pelicans get in at the 10th seed. Imagine this. Mm-hmm. Pelicans make the playoffs at the 10th seed. Not the playoffs, the play-in. Right. Go up against the Grizzlies. Ja versus Zion. Mm-hmm. One and two, right? Lakers, hypothetically speaking, beat the Grizz, beat the Golden State Warriors. <laughs> Go up against the Pelicans. You get Zion versus LeBron for the play-in for the eighth spot. Hold up. Well, if the Lakers lose to the Warriors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. What I meant. Hey, if the if the Lakers beat the Warriors, we get Steph for Zion. Yeah. Getting juicy, man. Uh, yeah, the way these the play-in is shaping up, they're not getting rid of this format. Uh, yeah. Or they might change it up a little bit, like, as far as, like, if there's a gap. But other than that, like, you can't – there's no debate about whether or not it has added a level of interest to the end of the season for some of these teams that maybe didn't have a great season. Like, Washington would have had nothing to play for. Um, it's, it's not even that. It's the fact that around this time, people are checked out of the NBA season. We ready yeah. for playoffs. People are actually watching games because games matter right now based on the season. Right. So yeah, like I have Bulls going anywhere. I have Bulls fans. The Bulls are twenty nine and thirty nine. I have Bulls fans watching the Pacers Wizards game intently because the winner of that game was going to be the nine seed and the loser was going to be the ten who the Bulls are chasing because they still have a chance to make the playoffs and they're like I'm watching this game to see who I need to root against. Like who would be watching two below five hundred teams battling? to move for the for, to the ninth spot like they almost they have a very outside chance of getting to eight but who will be watching that game in a normal season nobody nobody and it was huge it was a huge it was a tight game went to the wire like went to overtime actually um bradley bill had 50 <laughs> like i don't know man it's made the league that much more interesting they with that and i think i can't remember who i was talking to but between that and the the way they've changed the lottery to where tanking is almost pointless um like there's very little to be gained from tanking so like right now there's only six teams that are eliminated from the playoffs going into the last week that's beautiful that's beautiful um but we got to get out of here i don't remember when we started recording this i'm trying to get these closer to the hour mark um but before we go you know what we got to do of course, of course. I've been looking forward to this part, actually. I'm going to let you start. What, what have you No, no, no. I'm going to let you start because oh, I'm, I'm probably going to talk longer. <laughs> okay, I'm probably going to okay. talk longer. So. All right. So if you guys don't know, I do some some movie reviews for websites, uh, Hidden Remote and NetflixLife.com, uh, both of them. Uh, this week, I did a review for the Netflix movie Monster, <clears throat> which came out Friday, starring my man Kelvin Harrison Jr., and basically, Kelvin Harrison Jr. plays a, a 17-year-old dude that's living in the hood, but he comes from a good family. He's smart. He's in, like, theater club, all that good stuff. But he starts hanging around ASAP Rocky's character, who is a typical street dude. And, like, 
the street dude kind of looks out for him. He's like documenting his life a little bit. So that's how they're kind of connected. But some stuff goes down and Kelvin Harrison Jr.'s character ends up on trial for felony murder. Now, if you don't know what felony murder is, that's you were committing a felony and somebody died. So now anybody that was involved can be tried for murder. And we meet him in the beginning of the movie, he's being booked. And you can just tell how scared he is. Uh, and the movie kind of goes back and forth between him in jail and, and on, on trial in court and the prosecutor calling him a monster to him hanging out with his friends, like taking videos and like looking at the sky. Like you can tell this kid is not supposed to be in this position, but he's here. And like slowly they reveal how he got there. And it just kind of, it has a little bit of a discourse on like the criminal justice system and how basically once you're in the courtroom, your humanity is erased and all the only things that matter about you are what you're able to prove in court. And it's, it's kind of deep. It could have been a little deeper, but uh, I thought it was a pretty good movie overall. That's all. So that one, that was the the more deep story uh, that I watched this week. It's got Nas in it. Nas is one of the prisoners who kind of gives him some guidance when he's in prison. Um, who else was in it? John David Washington plays ASAP Rocky's cousin, who is another street thug. Um, Jarrell Jerome from When They See Us and Moonlight, he plays a street kid as well, um, who was involved with what went down. Um, it's got a pretty big cast. Uh, I think, what's her name? Uh, from Dreamgirls. Um, Jennifer Hudson. Jennifer Hudson's in it. She plays his mom. Uh, Jeffrey Wright from The Hunger Games is in it. He plays the dad. Like, it's it's a loaded cast. I think this movie was supposed to be bigger than it ended up being. Um, but yeah, I thought it was a solid movie. Like, a good, deep movie to kind of watch and think <laughs> about. Like, I, it made me reflect on points in my life where I could have been in that situation, like, if I got in the car type of thing. You know what I mean? Um, I'm sure you probably have had those type of situations, too. Are you saying that because I grew up in Baltimore? I mean, I'm sure the opportunities were there. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, just as a, as a young kid, like, they, they make the point in the movie, like, when you're a teenager, you're breaking the law probably every three hours. Like whether it's smoking weed, drinking, like doing just little things like they could get you in trouble with the law, jaywalking, um, just being arrogant in the street, like just stupid stuff. But things you don't really think can change your life could. Right. Um, so it made me think about that type of stuff. But moving forward, the bigger movie, the bigger event, I will say, I did go to the theater for the first time since August because uh, my theater opened. And I saw nobody. Uh, Did you I see nobody? No, nah, I was about to say I wasn't. Nobody was dope. Really? It was dog. Like I couldn't have picked a better like first movie to go back to the theater and see. So, so would you suggest? Because I've been fine. I've yes. been looking for a reason to go back to the theater again. Says I haven't been since Mortal Kombat. Okay. For that. I went to see Godzilla, but it's not much out that I wanted to go to the theater to see. So are you saying that I should go? Yes. Because yeah. I have an AMC subscription. I could literally go tomorrow for free. That's why I went. I got the Regal joint. Okay, cool. So, yes. So here's... here's. Did you go see John Wick in theaters when it first came out? Okay, so... I've never seen John Wick. 
God, I think I've heard. Think I heard you say this on your podcast, yeah. and your boys gave you hell for it, and they should. <laughs> I've never seen any of the Come on. films. Oh my god! <laughs> hey, I've never seen the Matrix either. You watched the boys? No, I didn't think you did. What what show was it? No, I'm actually I'm actually about to um I'm Hold about up. to start watching the boys. You did actually. watch John? Uh, I mean, uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, though, right? Yes. The episode where they introduce Agent Carter. Yeah, she was on some John Wick shit. You like okay. So that was that was directed by the John Wick dude. Um nobody is actually written by the guy that did John Wick. Okay. And it's if if I started feeling it when I was in there, I was like, this gotta be some John Wick. Like, there's no way they just stole his whole flow bar for bar. <laughs> um so basically, nobody. Have you seen the trailers for it? Um, I saw one trailer for it. It's my man from Better Call Saul. Yeah, I know. Um, I can't That's, remember his name right now, but yeah, it's slipping my mind as well. I'm bad with names. God, I'm, I'm terrible with names. Yeah, look it up. So, a guy from Better Call Saul, and like when they introduced the movie, Bob Odenkirk. Bob Odenkirk. Bob, Bob Odenkirk. Odenkirk. Yes, the homie. So Bob Odenkirk is like a regular guy. Like his week is normal as shit. Like they they start out and they're like Monday. He like gets up out of the bed, makes his coffee, goes to the bus stop, goes to work, punches the numbers in on the keyboard, comes home from work, kisses his kids, eats dinner, lays in his bed with his wife who doesn't love him anymore. Um, Jesus Christ. Next day's Tuesday. He misses the trash taken out to the curb. Gets his coffee, goes to work, et cetera, and so forth. So he like goes throughout this throughout the whole week. And then one night, there's a robber in his house. And he's like, you know, take whatever you want. Like, there's some, I don't have any cash. Just take the cash out of the bowl. And you can tell the robbers are kind of bumbling a little bit. And they have a gun. They're pointing the gun at him. But he's just going to let them take whatever they have, want and go. But then his son jumps on one of their necks and has them like in a chokehold. And the girl has the gun and she like points the gun at the kid. She's, you can tell she's not going to shoot. But she's like telling the kid to let him go. And the dad has a golf club. Bob Odenkirk and he's coming up on her and you know they do that action movie intense thing so you think he's about to go in but then he like looks and like his his face softens and he stops um and he tells his son to let the guy go the, the guy gets up punches his son in the face and like they leave and so now his family is pissed at him because his wife saw this go down his son thinks he's a biatch uh the cop even tells him like I wouldn't let this happen to my family <laughs> like that type of thing the neighbor comes over. He's got like the the old charger or whatever. He's like, man, I wish they came in my house. I would have gave them a couple. And like the son <laughs> thinks he's cool, like that type of thing. And so I'm just feeling for my dude. Like, what is going? Like, how do we get from here to like right. the trailer clip? Like, what's going on? But then they start letting you know, like something's not right about this dude. So like he talks to, he goes to work that day, and instead of just punching in the numbers, he like turns on his old radio. And at first, it's just playing some smooth jazz or whatever. But then the radio starts talking to him. He's like, I heard about what happened. He's like, yeah. And, and so now he like starts going over. He was like, yeah, it was a couple of kids. And um, he was like, did they have a gun? He's like, yeah, they had a gun, but it wasn't loaded. So what kind of game? Oh, it was an old 38 special. Like, so you like, hold up, where's this coming from? Like, who was this dude? Um, <clears throat> so you know that there's something different about him at this point. Then he goes home. 
And again, family still looking at him like he's a little biatch. And his daughter, who he's he's very close to his daughter, is like, Daddy, have you seen my kitty cat bracelet? And she's like, he's like, huh? The kitty cat bracelet, what do, what do you mean? Where was it? And she points to the bowl where the cash was that he told them to take. And so he realizes the people came in and got his girl's kitty cat bracelet. And without saying anything, he leaves out of the house. Hold up. <laughs> Hold up. Hold up. Hold up. I know where this is going. I know where this is going. So Are you telling you know- me he turned up for the kitty cat bracelet? <laughs> so here is the thing. <laughs> So if you know anything about John Wick, the whole joke was that he went off and killed like a hundred people because they killed, they his, killed dog. his dog. Right. That's the joke. So that's kind of how they go with the kitty cat bracelet here. Except, so he goes after the people that did this, and like I said, it was just a bumbling couple of people. Like they weren't organized anything. So that doesn't actually turn him into turning up. Like he started to turn up, but he caught himself and like relaxed. But then another opportunity presents itself, and that's where shit starts going down. Some drunk Russians hop on the bus, start messing with a girl, and he's like, here we go. But then you fuck up the Russians, there's the connected to other Russians, and that's where we go down this whole rabbit hole with old buddy. I wouldn't expect him to be in a film, an action film like this. And so there's more to it about his backstory. Uh, RZA's in it as well he plays his brother actually i'm sorry what rizza plays his brother so what the fuck they like the dudley boys you have to assume that he's been adopted right <laughs> <laughs> you have to assume that rizza was adopted um <clears throat> but yeah it, it was it was lit um there was nothing that was not believable like he got jacked up in a lot of these fights uh, he gets shot stabbed beat but he handles his business at the same time. And they give you like his backstory and like what he used to do type of thing. And they definitely set it up for there to be sequels. Okay. I think I'm going to actually go see this. No, definitely check it out. I might go see it tomorrow. It's both funny and action packed, <clears throat> which if is the I whole beauty of John Wick. If I see it tomorrow or if I see it Tuesday, I will, uh, I'll talk about it at the end of next week's episode. Bet. I'll talk about my experience. Bet. All right, what you got? Uh, I have finished watching the um, highly acclaimed Amazon Prime original show Invincible this week. Okay. And I am upset at myself for not watching it sooner. <laughs> this show is fantastic. Um, it's based on a comic by Robert Kirkman, creator of The Walking Dead. Um, right comic uh was created in 2003 uh it's based around a character mark grayson uh obviously there's not a lot i can say because this is a kind of show slash comic that has a lot of twists and turns so i know bibs has not watched it and he plans on watching eventually right so um like i said there's certain things i can't say but first of all the it's only eight episodes and in those eight episodes, you you really grow to feel and connect with these characters. Uh, Mark, his mother, um, Deborah, his father, Nolan, um, his relationship that he has with his friends and other heroes. 
Okay. Uh, you grow to connect with other heroes. There's so many storylines going on. There's honestly about three to four storylines going on throughout the season. And considering the fact that it's only eight episodes and all of those storylines get wrapped up and told well is a testament to the writers on this show. Mm -hmm. Uh, They also have incredible voice acting. Um, Steven Yoon, who played Glenn on The Walking Dead, is the voice of Mark Grayson, a.k.a. Invincible. Really? Yes. Okay. Uh, J.K. Simmons is the voice of his father, (laughs) Nolan, which he is the best. Oh, my God. He killed it. He deserves an Emmy for this, honestly. I think it may be too late for him to be nominated this year. Right. But he deserves an Emmy nomination for this, for his voice acting on this. Um, Sandra O oh plays his mother. Uh, there's a group of superheroes called the um, Guardians of the Globe who are basically like the Justice League. Right. And they are all voiced by Walking Dead um, actors. Yeah. Uh, Sonequa Martin-Green who played uh, Sasha. Um, who else? Lauren Cohen, mm. uh, who plays Maggie. Stephen mm. Cutlass, who plays... Uh, Michael Cutlass, who plays... Uh, who played Abraham. Uh, I can't... Ross Marquardt, who played... I can't remember his character's name in the show. He was the gay character in the show. Yeah, the, the guy who had the couple? Yeah. Okay, like the main guy with the curly hair. Yeah. Gotcha. Uh, and I think, I'm not sure if that's it. It might be someone else. Uh, oh, the guy who played Tyrese. Okay. The show. Uh, yeah. So they all have voice acting spots. Uh, Seth Rogen helped, I think, produce it. I think he's involved with the boys <clears throat> also. Is he? Yes. I didn't know. Yep. Uh, yeah, he's involved with this and he has a voice acting role on the show uh this show this, this show is really good I, um it's already been approved for season two and three yep saw that so definitely looking forward to that uh i'm actually gonna go read the comics as well uh from start to finish just you know uh from what i've heard even if i read the comics it may not completely spoil everything because they did things in season one that were different from the comics, like in order and some characters got more fleshed out. So okay. I don't feel I'll be cheating myself or spoiling myself too much reading the comics. So definitely check out Invincible. If you have Amazon Prime, you will not regret it. I promise. Uh, it's, it's, it's gory. So if you're someone yeah. who doesn't like gore, uh, I'm not sure how you will feel about cartoon gore. So I'm not a I'm not a gore person, but cartoon gore is different than like real gore. I will me. say I saw the scene though. I saw the scene that I wish I hadn't seen. I seen the scene that I wish I didn't see. Um uh, of there's two scenes. J.K. Simmons character okay. washing yes, yes, everybody. Yes, yes, so yes, I don't don't yes. give me no context, don't tell yes. me no episodes. Yes. But I saw that scene and I was like, what is this show yes. and why? Yes. <laughs> yes. I I won't say what episode. I won't say why or when. Yeah. That was actually one of that. That's actually a twist. So I'm upset. I, that I, you saw I that. can Im- I can imagine. 
Yeah, it, it is, and it, it, I, that's what I was upset that I saw. That's part. That's also a factor of why I haven't watched because I want to put some like, distance between. Because I don't remember all the details. That's like the biggest twist in the comics that happens like very early. So, and it's a twist in the show. It's the big. It's basically like the big plot of the entire season. I wish you didn't tell me that. Well, no, because <laughs> that's that's actually not true. Okay. It's actually not true. It's one of them. Okay. Because like I said, they are different story. Right, right, right. So, so yeah, that just seeing that scene, I was confused about how this show can exist if this is what's going down. Like But honestly, I wasn't spoiling anything telling you that it's a, that it's a big plot because you don't know you don't right. know anything. I don't know any I don't know anything. I don't know who yeah. these people are, why. I don't know, you know, what's going on. Um you haven't watched the boys, I won't even bring it up. <clears throat> but it kind of reminded me of a scene from the boys as well um which again a lot of people have compared it to the boys yeah 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 because it's another um, amazon prime show too right which is you know it's it's very coincidental um i also did not know until you told me earlier that the boys was based on a comic um okay. yeah a lot of people have compared it to the boys understandably so i don't i don't know how long the you boys comic the boys. has been out but uh, Investable's been out since 2003. You need and to be watching John Wick and you need to watch the boys. Yeah, I know. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> so, after deep diving into Invincible mm-hmm. and just like where I know this story is going to go, I think a lot of people will begin to stop comparing it to the boys. Mm-hmm. I think they're mainly comparing it for the gore and stuff like that because, you know, based on what I've heard and know from the boys, I don't think it's comparable. So for me, I think it's more so that like somebody, I don't want to, I hate using big words, but the the thing that people are saying is this deconstruction of superheroes. Like superheroes are not perfect and have flaws and do things that you don't expect superheroes to do type of thing. That's not what this show is. Like, I mean, just from the, the, I don't mean, I mean, all right, I'll ask you one question. I'm gonna ask you one question. Okay. J.K. Simmons' character, is he known as a hero to the public or is he a villain? Hero. That's the main thing. Is like just seeing what he did reminds me of the character Homelander. Yeah, a lot of people are making that comparison. And I don't think there's, I don't think it's the same thing. It's not. Because I think, I, I, I can't imagine that he would be. Homelander, I think it's different because it's a cartoon versus real. Like Homelander has to do things like do press conferences and interact with little girls on the street. And uh, he has, you know, a kid and like a small child that it's a lot of weird stuff going on. And I don't know how the people get their powers and stuff in Invincible either. So that's a, a lot of it. Well. I don't think as far as I know, in season one, that's not explained. So Okay. So you um, don't get that answer yet? No. I think you do get it in season one of the boys. Um, you get the answer so for twist Mark. Also, you get the answer for Mark. Is that Stephen Hume's character? Yeah, and okay. you get yeah. So, um, Homeland. Okay. I understand. I understood people comparing him to Homelander because a lot of people saw that scene. And for right. what I know from the boys, Homelander isn't asshole and he's a hero, but he really doesn't give a fuck about people. Like he's very, he's very clearly the strongest. <laughs> and everyone fears him. Like everybody acts 
around him a certain way just because they know he can kill them. Right. And that's, maybe maybe would. <laughs> that's not that's not his case in his character. Okay. 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 I think I, I've got a feeling it now. I can make this comparison because you saw the scene. Right. But instead of comparing him to Homelander, I would compare him to an injustice Superman. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 I hear you. I hear you. Also, there's a live action movie in the works. What? For Invincible as well. A movie. Yeah. Yeah. It's been in the works for two, three years, about the same amount of time this has been in the works. So Robert Kirkman is 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 in this bag. Do you know if it's gonna be a like an Amazon Prime original or anything like I don't that? I, I I'm not sure. I think it's gonna be a theatrical release. I'm not sure. They could do both technically, but yeah, that would be interesting. That'd they be could. Interesting. That would be interesting. That would be interesting. But yeah, Prime, unless it's rated R, I don't I don't think they should do it. Yeah, they could go theatrical and then Amazon has the streaming rights also. Right. Yeah. So kind of like the HBO Max thing. Right. Um, one thing, last thing I was going to say about the gore. Uh, for some reason, the gore in this disturbs me more than the <laughs> gore in like actual live action films. Okay. Like the gore in Mortal Kombat movie. Obviously, there wasn't as much as we expected, but right. it had nothing on the gore in this in this in this show. And yeah. you saw the scene, so you know like you yeah. gotta take you you got pause you got a big taste of it <laughs> come on son. and it's like it's it's so detailed because yeah. you see this animation and it's kind of comparable to the 90s spider-man animation like you know the <laughs> cartoons and you see that and you're like oh it's just this wholesome show and then you're like oh my god what the fuck is happening like like I could imagine somebody clicked on that show and was blo- like horrified because I I wasn't gonna watch it <laughs> because I was like this shit looks goofy Me. until somebody posted that clip and I was like yo what is going on? The thing is I didn't see that clip and I watched the show. Got you. I knew nothing about that clip. I just heard everyone talk about how good it was and I was like superhero. I like superheroes. Cool. I'm gonna watch it. Mm. And I don't like animated stuff usually. Like, yeah, I know you don't. That's why I wasn't gonna. I was surprised that you said you were gonna give it a shot. But I know you like superhero stuff. This is well, a. So. This is a. Here's the thing, and it's weird because I. I just. I didn't think about it till the other day when I was like, why am I weird about like animated stuff? Because I watch animated like BoJack Horseman type stuff. Like I watch F is for Family. Like you like adult animation, right? This but is adult animation. Exactly. And that's where I think the, the line is for me. Right. Yeah. So I think you'll enjoy it. I can't wait for you to watch it, honestly. Uh, it's going to, once you start, you're just going to want to finish it. And that's why I haven't started. Yeah. <laughs> I got too much scrap going on right now. I can't have another distraction. Yeah. Make sure you do it when you got some time. <clears throat> All right. So definitely watch Nobody if you haven't seen it. If you can get to a theater, do that. Uh, if you feel comfortable, of course. Um, Invincible sounds like it's lit. I definitely got to check that out. Um, we'll definitely talk about it once that occurs, after I get out of this class. And uh, Monster, like I said, it's it's a little deeper. If you're not into that, obviously you don't, shouldn't check it out. But um, if you're interested in, in that type of stuff, check it out. It's got a good cast. 
Um, and it's an interesting story. So Monsters on Netflix. Uh, Nobody is also available to rent at home. So you don't have to see it in a theater. And uh, with that said, Outsiders, we out. Outsiders assemble, baby. Let's go. I'm never going to say Outsiders, we out again. When it comes to teaching kids and teens about money, practice makes perfect. That's where Greenlight comes in. With a debit card and money app of their own, kids learn to earn, save, spend wisely, and invest. Parents send instant money transfers, create custom chores, and automate allowance, while kids track their spending, set savings goals, and practice money skills they can use today and for life. Get one month free when you sign up at greenlight.com podcast.